to our podcast. Before we get started, we want to recognize this week's podcast are fully dedicated to DBAM Week. And for those who don't know what that is, it's in the month of October and it stands for Domestic Violence Awareness Month, which we spend time to advocate for survivors and end domestic violence. So our philanthropy at Sigma Psi Zeta is to combat violence against women in varied forms. This includes, but is not limited to, rape, incest, domestic violence, sexual assault, and much more. So we're trying to use our platform to spread awareness to our listeners about domestic violence. Um, so today we have our sister Irene joining us today. Hello. And today we also have Edwina and Amy. Say hi, guys. Hi, I'm Edwina. Hi, I'm Amy. And we also have a very special guest. Her name is Michelle, and she's here to share her story with us. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, Michelle, um, I guess we, we can start uh, with um, how how you and him met, how you and um, your partner met. So I met my abusive ex when I was 18 in college. Um, we lived in the same dorm on different floors and everybody kind of knew him. Um, and I ended up becoming really good friends with him. We were best friends, you know, we loved to party together and hang out because he just kind of knew everybody and uh, he was super funny and really annoying at times, but to the point that it would make you laugh. Um, he had a crush on me, but I wasn't interested in a relationship, but after being friends with him for a few months, one thing led to another, and we ended up in a relationship. And everything was really great at first. It really was. I That was my first relationship since my high school sweetheart that I was with for three years. He was everything you could imagine. He was smart and cute and funny and... He did everything for me that I ever could want, you know? Um, we fell in love really quickly. I mean, we were 18 years old, happens. Um, because even when we were, before we were in a relationship, when we were just friends, he would take me out to dinner and you know, he was just a really nice person. Um, he came from a really wealthy family and yeah. So after we started dating, like everything was great at first. And then I didn't even notice it. My sisters noticed it. I was in band and my friends would have band parties and he wouldn't want to come with me. Um, but I would still go and he would be like, oh, okay, that's fine. But you need to text me every 15 minutes and call me every hour. And I didn't think anything of that. I was like, oh, okay. You know, 
I mentioned it to my older sisters who were also in college at the time, not at the same school. They were like, that's kind of odd, Michelle. You shouldn't really have to do that. And I was like, no, it's fine. Um, and slowly but surely, like the jealousy started to build. Um, so we had been dating for, we started dating the second semester of my freshman year. And then we, be, we both went home for the summer to separate states, um, but visited each other throughout the summer. And then sophomore year started and we lived together. Um, and yeah, there, you know, there were definitely jealousy issues and everything, but I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, it, you know, he just loves me. That's all that it is. And we would get in arguments a lot. And I just thought like, it's okay, everyone argues. My father was abusive, so. You know, that's what I grew up seeing. Um, and then one day he hit me and we'd been dating for I guess seven months at that point. And I always said I would never be, like I would never stay with the man that hit me, but I did. Um, and it was like every morning I would wake up after he was hitting me. And I think, oh, it was just a stupid fight. You know, oh, he was just drunk or he was just high or whatever, you know, made every excuse in the book. A few friends knew what was going on towards the very end. Um, I guess, you know, when, when your friends started noticing these signs and you didn't, um, you know, what else did they say to you? And, and then how, you know, was it just a one-time thing that they mentioned it? How did you respond? Like if they were to see you crying or if they saw any scars on you? So probably one of the worst things was, so I actually lived with him. Um, I was in college, you know, I lived with him um, in a dorm, like, you know, unofficially, but I made friends with our downstairs neighbor and I remember one night he texted me because he heard me and my ex fighting um, and he was like, are you okay? You know, which I didn't have my phone on me. 
Um, but the night that I told him what was going on, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. This is, I can just do kind of like long story short. Um, I met a guy who I didn't, It's like I didn't even want him when he first wanted me. But then things happen. You know, he was fun and crazy, and I never had that. And then ended up being with him, falling in love. And ended up being a piece of shit that haunts me to this day, eight years later. Um, do you want to um, talk about maybe like how you found your way out of it? How you were able to pull yourself out of that relationship? Um, my parents had booked a cruise for like my whole family to go on and they paid for his part of it. And like my parents and my sisters and their boyfriends too, you know. Um, and it wasn't until one night that we were getting, I don't know, it's like, I like to just kind of say like we were getting into a fight, but like, you know, he was beating the shit out of me. Um, I texted my mom at probably like two, three in the morning and was like, tell dad to cancel the cruise. Pete and I are done. And I woke up the next morning with a text from her just thinking, oh, a breakup, you know, she's 18, 19 years old, like no big deal. You know, how are you feeling? Call me when you get up. And I walked across the street to the Starbucks right outside of where we lived and called my mom and told her and she was like like I was like you know when she first answered she was like hey how you doing she's singing it's just like oh that sucks like we broke up you know um and I told her, mom, sometimes Pete hurts me. And she said, what do you mean? Like, does he hit you? And I was like, yes, and just started bawling. And she was like, well, you need to call the police. Like, do you have bruises? And I was like, yes, mom, I do. But like, my only focus was like being able to leave someone that I was also in love with. But telling my mom that day, for me anyway, was how I knew that like, 
we can never backtrack from that because I'm very close with my mom, you know, with her knowing it's, you know, because my mom was abused by my father who abused us as children and she's somehow still married to him. So really uh, messed me up going through all that. Um, I also wanted to just really say that I, um, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I think you're like really strong for that. You know, I think that um, being so open with your mom, um, even though that's, you know, someone close to you, just telling someone, even actually, especially someone close to you, um, being able to tell her is such a strong step that you took. Um, I really admire that you trust your mom with this. Um, you know, with what was going on, you were really trying to be honest with her. You weren't trying to hide it. Um, and I'm so glad that she was really supportive with you or of you, with you. <laughs> um, I think it's great that you you were willing to tell her. I, I know there's a lot of... Um, it had been going on for a while. Yeah. I think it's... um. A lot of people that I know are just too scared to say anything or that they're trying to still protect their abuser, you know. Um, I think for my mom, when my dad was uh, being abusive to her, she didn't really really want to, to say anything. She was very, very, being very secretive about it. Um, and then when she did ask for help from our neighbors, it was, it wasn't like your result, you know, where they wanted to help you and they were trying to help you figure it out. It was kind of that like, oh, well, you should have called last night. Oh, you should have asked for help last night or something. It's nothing I can really do. Um, so I think that it's really encouraging to hear because um, of course you know she's your mom and she loves you she's going to be there for you but I think that it's it's still important to recognize how she was on your side and how um, she really once she heard she just wanted to help you yeah um, yeah But at the same time, in that moment, which I knew, you know, that she was only trying to help me. But the advice that she gave, like, I wasn't ready for that. You know, I personally wasn't ready to call the police on my abusive boyfriend, you know? I mean, and I know that it's really great because, you know, um, my father actually, when he heard about it, this is a few months later, I had decided that I, well, I hadn't decided, but I was thinking about pressing charges against him um, through our university police, not even Metro. I was going to school in DC. Um, 
my father actually called me because I told my mother that I was thinking about pushing forward with, because I reported it to the university police without pressing, like without any sort of, you know, I didn't want him to get in trouble. I just wanted it to be on record that this happened. You know, I made my statement. I'm not trying to like mess up anybody's life, you know, or anything. But they, when I reported it to university police, like, they were like, do you want us to call Metro police? Um, once I, I don't know, sorry. I'm like, it is so weird to talk about this because it was eight years ago. And it's like, I think about it all the time. I really do. What would you say were like the earliest red flags? He had really bad jealousy issues. He was extremely controlling. Looking back on it, he was very narcissistic. Um, but that's the confusing thing with domestic violence is every case is so different. You know, every case is so specific on what you should tell someone that's going through it or, you know, how you would approach anything. But yeah, the biggest red flags, yeah were he was extremely controlling and jealous which i'm not gonna lie i have my jealousy issues you know <laughs> when you uh when you did call your mom at the very end what do you wish she had instead told you instead to just call the police i wish that instead of jumping to call the police. She had asked if I was okay. Because I wasn't ready to call the police. I still loved the guy. You know, I wish that she had just, I mean, and I know she was being supportive with off, you know, asking me to, and she's, been there, done that, so. But this was my first time with, you know, dealing with that, so. Um, uh, what would you want our listeners who may be friends with people in domestic violence relationships to know or what to do? I would say, if they're willing to even tell you that that's what's going on. They trust you so much and stick by their side no matter what. You can encourage someone to leave, but that's their decision um, because that's a big thing that, and I'm sure you guys all know, that is a big issue 
is a lot of times people dealing with, and I don't like to call them victims, you know, people that go through domestic violence or sexual assault or anything like that. They've been robbed of their choices. Um, I did have friends that knew about it and just said, we'll just leave him. And it's not that simple. Every case is very complicated. Um, if you know someone that's in a domestic violence relationship, sorry, a domestic violence relationship, just be there for them. They don't need to hear, well, he shouldn't do this to you or she shouldn't do this to you because domestic violence can go both ways, you know. Um, it is mostly women, of course, but that's the last thing that they need to hear is just leave him because it's not that easy because a lot of times there's love involved or finances or, you know, a million other things. It can get complicated and every case is different. You know, every situation is different. And that's another thing that I think a lot of people don't realize. Um, I actually transferred from the school that I was at because of him, I got into a top 50 school, George Washington University that I was so proud to go to. And that's where I met my abusive ex. And it was so bad, I transferred schools. Um, and once I found friends at my new college, a lot of people asked me like, well, how bad was it? That is not something you wanna ask someone because every situation is different. Um, if you had the chance to tell him something, you know, um, I don't know, maybe you've thought about this, maybe you haven't. I know that um, from my personal experience, I wouldn't want to um, say anything to, um, to mine, but if you did have the chance to, you know, would there be something that you wish you could say to him or that you wish you had said to him? That's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I guess, I don't know, because it's like, you know, you always learn things from people that put you down, you know? And I did learn a lot from that experience, but I went through hell doing it, you know? It's been eight years. I don't know. 
I honestly don't know what I would say to him. Maybe just don't be a fucking asshole. <laughs> but no, I would love to tell him like how much he messed me up and how many thousands of dollars I've spent on therapy. But at the same time, like, I never want to see him again or speak to him again. Like, I haven't in eight years, and I, there's a big thing in therapy where you, like, write letters that you'll never send, and I've written down all the things that I would tell him if I had seen him again. I mean, granted, this was a few years ago, but like, I don't know. I don't think that people sometimes understand like how much they hurt others in moments. And that's why abuse happens, you know? Because it's like, yeah, you can wake up the next morning and say, oh, I'm so sorry, baby, I love you. But no. Doesn't work that way. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I was just drunk. <laughs> what is the, um, what would you say is like the biggest piece of advice you would have to just, like, if you could go back in time and just tell yourself one thing, like, what would you say? Don't let him make you feel bad about yourself. Because after we broke up, it was, you know, I felt like crap because I let a man hit me. It wasn't just the, the part of me being hit. It was that I let it happen and still didn't leave because I loved him. And I beat myself up more than he beat me up over that. Um, one question I had was, in the past eight years, I was just wondering if um, you had another relationship or how this just affected your perspective on relationships. That's a good question. Yes, I have had other relationships. Um, and I'm in one now. Um, it's been a long time. I've had some good relationships and some not so good, you know. Um, but I definitely find myself more on edge. 
you know, kind of more looking for the red flags of jealousy or controlling behavior. But when feelings get involved, sometimes I ignore them, you know? But yeah, I've been in relationships. It took me two years after my abuse effects to be in a relationship, but everybody, I mean, an actual boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. I actually coped with it in very unhealthy ways right after. Um, I personally really want just to thank you so much for uh, being so willing and really open to share with us. Uh, it's definitely not easy, you know, going back eight years, um, you know, and going through talking about and having to say it out loud, you know, say it out loud again and, and quote unquote, like living through it again with the, the sharing. Um, I thank you for being so brave. I thank you for being um, willing to do this. Um, I think it's really important that, you know, people hear real stories and people hear how, how deep it can get. And, you know, um, even if, I, you know, we weren't, we're not in the, we weren't in the relationship with you, you know, we weren't there with you in college, we weren't there, you know, living in the house with you, seeing everything that was going on, but even just this um, conversation with you and what you shared, um, I feel like we can understand how heavy this was, how traumatic it has been for you, you know, when, when you share and you say that still eight years after that whole situation is still haunting you. It's still affecting you. Um, I, I admire that, you know, you recognize it. You recognize that you needed to get out and especially trying to get away from someone that you loved, you know, like you, you lived with him and, and you were having this relationship with him, you know, who would, who would want to just, get up and leave like right away you know it's, it's definitely hard um of course you know we, we weren't there and we can't imagine the pain that you went through and the pain that you're still going through but we really do applaud you for it um and i hope that any of our listeners that is going through a similar situation or know someone who is that you know you you check up on them you know, it's, it doesn't have to be a consistent badgering of, oh, you need to leave them, you need to leave her, you need to leave him, or like, you know, if you're not going to call the police, I will, you know, I know that, mm -hmm. in, you know, in some people's idea, trying to do the action for them might seem helpful, but it might cause more harm, you know? Um, so just like Michelle said, you know, be there for them. Be there for your friend, for your sister, or for your family member, or for your brother, um, for whoever it is that you know. You know, 
Um, but again, thank you so much. I hope that our listeners really, you know, I really wish that they can see us, you know, because I think, I am sticking for everyone over here for a little bit, but I feel like when, when we're here and we can just see how emotional um, you you are and how how much, you know, like just being here physically, quote unquote physically, um, <laughs> quote unquote physically, you can just see how, how real this is, you know, how real domestic violence is or dating violence is and, and how painful, how traumatic, and how much it just changes a person. Um, but yeah, thank you again for joining us. Thank you, sisters, for joining us too. Um, we really hope that our listeners took a lot out of this and really recognized um, and became more aware about domestic violence. And hopefully next time you guys can grab a seat and sit with the sisters. Bye.